This is the Good Neighbor Podcast, the place where local businesses and neighbors come together. Here's your host, Mike Sedita. Good afternoon. Welcome to episode 62 of the Good Neighbor Podcast. My name is Mike Sedita, and I have the pleasure today of being joined by the managing partners of Basiglio, Sheridan, and Shobe. Now, my name ends in a vowel, so I get the first one. I was pretty easy to get the first one. Um, Josh and Marie, welcome to the Good Neighbor Podcast. Thank you for having us. Thank you. I'm glad to have you on. Let me let me just fill you in a little bit in case you're not aware of what the Good Neighbor Podcast is and why we do what we do. Basically, in 2020, when everybody was socially distancing from one another and you couldn't get in front of people, a gentleman by the name of Charlie McDermott started the Good Neighbor Podcast in Southwest Florida just as a way for businesses to kind of get their information out in front of residents, either talk about their, their business, talk about their philanthropy, whatever they're doing, just so people could kind of stay in the spotlight and know what was going on in the area. And since 2020, in the last three years, the Good Neighbor Podcast is now a national podcast. We're from Southwest Florida all the way up to Virginia. I'm the person here in Tampa who's fortunate enough to get to have conversations with business owners like yourselves and learn about what you do. And with that said, tell us a little bit about your firm. So we are Basiglio, Sheridan, and Shobe. We want to be Tampa and Florida's one-stop shop for their legal needs. So we handle many different areas of law, um, including personal injury, home insurance claims, family law, estate planning, the wills and trust preparation, um, criminal defense, traffic defense, um, as well as immigration law. We practice at both the state and federal levels, and we do have staff that are fluent in Spanish as well. So with all those different areas of specialty, your firm is 75 attorneys and you have a floor or two floors somewhere. I mean, how do you guys manage? I mean, I'm joking, obviously, but you guys have to have, are you guys um, trained in all those different areas or how many folks do you have in the firm? We have a cruise ship that is in international waters for tax purposes. <laughs> Perfect. So, Perfect. Uh, Sounds uh, like something familiar I've heard. heard of before. Um, no, we are uh, bigger than a boutique law firm, as you might hear people refer to, but not quite Morgan and Morgan size. Uh, we have around eight or nine attorneys. Uh, we've got 20 plus uh, staff members from paralegals, legal assistants, clerical people. Uh, and then we contract a lot of work out as far as private investigators, um, process servers, different experts that we use, and depending on the type of litigation. And again, I'm just a random guy who does marketing and advertising. I don't know anything about specifics, but from uh, from my outsider view, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, does PI kind of pay pays the bills and everything or what is your breakdown of like what percentage of your business is pi versus estate planning versus immigration etc do you guys have any like breakdown of that stuff i would say our two biggest areas are personal injury and the family law because they are such big umbrellas there's a lot that people don't know that fall into personal injury there's car accidents, dog bites, slip and falls, medical malpractice, nursing home negligence. It's all kind of this umbrella of negligence. And same thing with family law. Josh can speak better to it than I can, but there's so much that goes into premarital, postmarital, um, time sharing, divorces, um, 
dependency issues. I mean, it, it. I would say those make up the most, and we have powerhouses that handle each of those areas that we have, you know, hand selected right. that we were really proud of. So, 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 Josh, you do. You're you're mainly on the family law side of things. I would think Florida is kind of one of those places. From my personal experience, just all the different nuance that goes into estates and wills and probates and all that stuff, it can get very complicated. So I'm assuming, you know, navigating those waters for people is a big part of what you do. hundred percent. And before I answer your question directly, another thing that I think makes us unique is all three of the partners at the law firm are former prosecutors. So we were all three former prosecutors in the SIP judicial circuit. Uh, under Bernie McCabe at the time. Now it's Bruce Bartlett. But so we all have that experience as prosecutors and then have all done defense work since being out in the private bar. So we, we do have those resources to call upon as well. And it gives you a different perspective. I mean, it gives you the perspective of both sides of, of the law. I mean, right? Like, so as a prosecutor, you're in there trying to get people for doing things, criminal type stuff. But now you're on the other side of it. So I would assume that makes you, you know, again, I'm an idiot. Like, I don't know, I, I more well-rounded attorney to be able to see multiple sides of the law when you're working with somebody. I think it's to the benefit of a client and, and for, for those attorneys who find themselves on the bench at some point to have been on both sides of it, to have a, a, a more well-rounded perspective on it. That's right. But to your, to your family law question, uh, Florida specifically just went, just went through a pretty massive legislative change in all sorts of aspects of how we handle family law from time sharing to what's happening with alimony to relocation to uh, domestic violence. There was just kind of a massive overhaul of the statutes that are employed in family law. So not only is it a very broad area to practice in where you need to understand child related issues, financial issues, but also the statute just the rug out from underneath everybody and now we're back to school back to school for everybody right yeah um so i I said i wouldn't put you guys on the spot and this isn't really to put you on the spot but you kind of touched on it i mean is there aspirations is every lawyer have aspirations at some point to get on the bench or is it kind of like i like what i do and it's it's more lucrative to be on this side of it or have you guys thought about that either of you 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 could either answer thoughts on that and i don't mean to cut marie off but i'll i'll speak uh, conservatively about it. No, it's not the aspiration of every okay. bench. I mean, some some people very specifically want to be there. I don't harbor any of those aspirations. I don't think my partner does, but she can. Kind of Go ahead, Maria. Drop the Maria. Drop the bomb on him and tell him right Thank now. You want to be Maria, twenty twenty four. No, I'm not. I'm not running. I'm not running for judge. I don't know. I could wear a robe someday. You what the answer? You know what? Your... I could wear a robe someday. The I think that you should never say never. But no, there are no um, short. Not at the moment. Not presently. At the moment. No. So. Then I guess the the flip side of that question is when you got, you know, we'll start with you, Josh. I mean, when you were a young guy, did you always want to be an attorney? Like, was it, did you watch like LA law as a kid? Or, I mean, I don't know. I'm I'm probably older than you are. So the LA law was the show, but I mean, did you watch the LA law? I think, right. I mean, Arnie Becker was the divorce attorney. Oh, I'm with you. I'm so with you. No one can see that because this is audio, but yeah, we're both kind of gray. Um, so was it always the aspiration or did you want to be like a doctor or a dentist? Was there something else there? 
I wanted to be in a heavy metal band, and I still want to be in a heavy metal band. I was in a heavy metal band. Don't joke about that. I had a great mullet in the eighties. You okay. cannot, you cannot downplay the mullet. We can do that in part two of our podcast. Yeah, right? listen, we could definitely do that. Uh, and Marie, what about you? Was you didn't want to be in a heavy metal, but you didn't want to be Lita Ford or anybody like that. You wanted to well, do what? I have no business being in a heavy metal band, but I always wanted to be a lawyer. Always. It was, I picked it when I was in elementary school and I just kind of stuck with it. And I've argued every point, every curfew delay and every, everything that I've ever wanted to ad nauseum. I think my parents can attest to, um, I, they thought I was born to do this. Um, do you have siblings? I don't. We're both only children. Only children. Oh, so your parents got the brunt of all of it. There wasn't yeah, even a sibling to take out any of it. <laughs> yeah, that's, 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 that's probably part of it. something. That's there. probably this. Yeah. Like that's. I think that's. Dina has was one of six, so she's the the, the antithesis of us. But two only children here. All right, so you guys are only children growing up. Now you're partners in a firm. There's three of you. There's the the trifecta, the tripod. Is it a different dynamic? Does that take some getting used to? I mean, you know, you I'm in law school, you kind of figure out how to navigate the law. But now, as a business person with partners, does it is it was it like a learning curve for that? I mean, there's always a learning curve, but I think mostly we've been very lucky to kind of figure out what parts we want to play in this. And you know, I'm old and tired and so kind of looking for a way to do less and <laughs> I can relate. they can they can do what they want just let me die quietly in the corner just keep me in keep me in the loop while i'm listening to metallica in my headphones right so you know i always ask this this question and with lawyers it's kind of funny is you know what's a misconception or myth about attorneys the one I always get is like uh, you guys don't actually like wait for ambulances to go by and chase them in your car. So there's a million lawyer jokes. So what is like a misconception that people might think about your profession that you can try to debunk here? I think lawyers get a bad rap, but I think the biggest misconception at least in personal injury, I'll use that as an example, is that they think they can't afford a lawyer. They don't go after it or they don't make the call because they think they can't afford it or they're afraid or they're not the type that sues or goes after people. And I think there's so much that happens before that, that a lot of the times the clients, their involvement is, is very little other than being informed of what decision to make next so that they can make the right decision. But um, on those cases, we take them at no upfront cost. There's free consultations. We get nothing unless we win. The, those are true advertisements that you hear out, out there, but we really, they're not going to get a surprise invoice from us at the end. They get good representation at no upfront cost. And I think that's the biggest misconception is I didn't call because I, I didn't want to have a bunch of legal fees racked up. And that right. is not the case in at least two areas of law that we practice. Well, and I guess the, the big thing for you guys is really being able to identify a, like what actually is a case versus what is like weeding through the stuff that's not really a case because you're, you're incurring the expense. So if you misjudge a case and take it on and then you're six months, a year, three years down the road and your guys are all in for X amount, whatever that is, and it turned out to be a bogus case, you're holding the bag. Whereas, you know, up front being able to truly identify, and that's an art. I, I would think that's kind of a, 
a, a pretty special skill set to see through some of the because listen, there's there's people that you know slip and fall and are like, oh my back or whatever's wrong with them. You have to be able to be astute enough to sift through those people to be able to get to where the people are that really do need uh, your services, right? I mean, that's got to be a tough part of it. Absolutely. A lot of what I do is I feel like I'm part lawyer, part therapist sometimes. And sometimes people just need to be heard and just need a little bit of guidance. And it's not always getting them to sign on the dotted line because maybe it's not worth pursuing or that's not the right strategy to take. Right. But at least you get to talk to an attorney and get that feedback and some someone to take the time to give you those answers. And I think that that is what's most important when you're looking for a law firm. You know, and, and I think one of those things from a layman's term, you know, being a layman, there's, the, there, there's an intimidation factor about having an attorney, right? Or going to an attorney because people put professionals on a pedestal, whether it's a doctor, a veterinarian, a dentist, a lawyer, you guys have earned these designations. And for a regular person, you're kind of like, oh, I'm going to go to a lawyer and you know, they they have all this knowledge of stuff that's going on and maybe there's some sort of intimidation there. So like making somebody feel comfortable when they're coming in is also a big part of it, making them feel like, hey, you know, we got your back type of deal. Like we're, you know, we're with you. That That's a big part of it. I would think that you play that therapist role a little bit. I, I really think just to add on to that, that's where we really excel. We have kind of positioned ourselves as not your average law firm with, you know, a bunch of stuffy suits in a room, smoking cigars and counting their money. You know, we really do kind of identify as, yeah, as a, you know, your friend, your, your partner, you know, right. uh, one of our, one of our phrases is your partners in law. And we really try and occupy that space. This is a partnership. We're going to work together to get you through this and not kind of lord over you and criticize you and tell you, you know, things, you know, you should have done that. Why didn't you do this type yeah. of thing? Like chastise. So one of the questions I'd like to ask to find out about, I mean, you know, Josh, I kind of know you're probably listening to heavy metal or like jamming out or doing something, but for fun, you know, what do you guys do? I mean, legal, the legal profession, there is like tons of reading, obviously statutes just change. You have to get yourself constantly into that, that detail stuff where you're familiar with all these different things. But when you're blowing off steam, do you like to boat? Do you like to ski? Well, there's no place to ski. Maybe water ski. You know, what are your hobbies when you're not in the office? And Marie, you first. Well, I am a mom of three. So oh. I, anytime. That's a second job. That's not a hobby. That. Yes. No, that they are my why. So anytime that I'm not here, we are having the best time. The answer is usually yes, because we're just going to make the most of the time that we do get together because during the week, it is really a grind. So my fun is is with them. And I'm a foodie. So I, my husband and I like to go and like try weird foods. And Okay. So two follow-up questions, ages and genders. So um, girl, boy, girl, Haley is about to be eight. Tyson is six. And Peyton is one and a half. Wow. Well, Peyton is is young, and that's that's still got a whole other set of things. But six and eight are good ages. They're fun. They're getting into stuff now at those ages. Do you make them try crazy foods? Like, do you take them and like we're going to eat snails and make them eat weird stuff? Do you guys do that to them? Seaweed that one day. Yes, my son did come <laughs> to the office and order seaweed one day. Yeah, we play truth or dare, and we go around the table, and you gotta. 
I mean, you got dared. You have to do it. You have to taste it. So that's- wow, it's rough. It's like the Hunger Games in your house. You were an only child, and now it's like the food Hunger Games. That's exactly what I wanted to create yeah. in my fear, house. fear and friction. And- yeah, get them, fire them up. Right, they'll be debating in another few years. They're going to be debating with you bedtimes and baths, and they'll be litigating and stomping their feet. She's ready. For I already. It. She may be show, but she's Sartiano. We actually have vowels on both sides. We have two Italian women, so they're they'll take any comers. <laughs> And Josh, what about you? See, I mean, other than, I mean, you're obviously into, you like that kind of music and stuff, but you got to have some other stuff that you blow off steam to do. You race cars or anything like that? No. Uh, well, what's great about our firm is every attorney at our firm has young kids. So we're all very much in that gear. I've got a, a nine and a five-year-old, Stella, my nine-year-old, and Bo, my five-year-old, and Peter and Elizabeth and Martha, A, they all have uh, kids. So you, you come to our office, it's it's not uncommon to see Legos on the floor and coloring books out and kids running around. So those are definitely all of our focus. But uh, I, I, I love music very much. I go to a lot of concerts. I like to try and play. Uh, when I have time, I do uh, jujitsu. My son does jujitsu. So we'll go to martial arts. My daughter does too. We'll go and do that. Um, but pretty much parenting takes up between parenting and work, there's very little time for me to do anything else than maybe squeeze in and, a here and there. And what is your go-to instrument? Your bass player, guitar player? Uh, I have guitars. I have basses. I don't know that anybody's going to want to listen to me play them. So the one that I've been most accomplished with is singing. And even there, it's not great. But the type of music I like, you don't have to be a good singer. So uh, I, I can kind of cookie monster it for, for most people and, and if they can get down with that. Funny, you know, like, not so funny, but side note to that is, so I, I truly was in a heavy metal band. I mean, we had a set. It was kind of half Metallica meets Guns N' Roses meets Crazy Train, like all, all that genre of music. And when I was like 13 to 16, I could probably sort of hit the higher notes. But then as life started to happen, I was no longer able to hit like Scorpions, like uh, uh, Rocky, like a hurricane was no longer an option in my vocal range. So it just kind of became, you know, uh, there's a, there's a, there's a whole world on the low end for you. Yeah. Oh yeah. That, and that's what I had to start doing. But uh, you know what? It, I like listening to it, but for me, I, I'm a little too old. Like a bad back, bad shoulder. If I had to dance around like those guys, I couldn't do it. Although, you know, uh, spandex is. A, I saw scorpions. You have that, a uh, little pants somewhere in your closet. I guess they're. You know, they're in the closet back here, actually. That might, but I don't like to break them out for the podcast. So, <clears throat> you guys, you know, clearly your background. You guys have a, a, a large group there. You know, and where where is your? You know, where is this law firm slash daycare slash uh, childcare facility that you guys have? We have two locations. So one is in South Tampa right on um, the corner of Henderson and church. And then our others, it, our other location is in Tampa Heights, right by armature works on uh, Tampa road. Very nice. Okay. Right down in town. And then, um, you know, one of the questions I like to ask people is, you know, something in life that was like a hardship that got you to where you are today. I mean, have you guys had an experience where, you, you know, were like, you know, look, this is, I don't know how I'm going to get through this. And, and a lot of times with attorneys, it's usually law school. They always say the same thing. Like law school was so miserable going through it. It taught me resiliency. Is that, is that kind of the recurring theme or do you guys have another, another I area? I agree. The Florida bar was pretty awful, but I think personally for me, 
as a female attorney, I think there is a notion and a perception that people have in their mind of what they think a lawyer is. Maybe they think of someone over a certain age or they think of a guy. And sometimes when they meet me, I feel maybe my own, the own pressure I put on myself that I have to over-prepare, even for the simplest hearings, or overprove myself, or really sell what I can do for them if they don't personally know me or they have, they're not former clients of mine and know what I can do. So um, I think that has been a, something that, even if it's not still true at this point in my career, it's still I think in your head. that makes me stronger. And it may, I think everybody might perceive me that way. So it makes me work that much harder to cross all the T's and dot all the I's to really show up, um, even for the simplest task. And Josh, you? Uh, the bar was tough. Law school was tough, sure. Uh, for me, you know, my parents passed away in 2018 and 2019, respectively. My dad in 19, or 18, and my mom in 19. And as an only child, I was very close with them. So when that happened, um, the concept of what I want to accomplish and how much time I have to accomplish and really kind of changed. Uh, I'm right now about to submit my application to sit for board certification for marital and family law. That test will be next March. And if I past that, I'll be one of only a handful of attorneys in the state of Florida who can hold themselves out as an expert in marital and family law. It's got like an 18% passage rate and of tens of thousands of attorneys, only a few hundred are actually board certified. So, you know, I have a little bit more drive to get things done now because you're not promised tomorrow. In fact, I just heard from a, a colleague of mine today that had to close his practice my age, uh, who has a terminal issue that they're facing. So, you know, I just not not putting things off till tomorrow anymore. And, you know, that was difficult, but I think I came out of the other side with some resiliency and kind of confidence that I can get through tough things and get to the other side of them. Yeah. You know, I mean, that is, it's almost like the safety net that you think you have with your parents there is now like my, I lost my mom in 2020. My dad has dementia. He's in a nursing home. So he's not, it's not really my dad that's there anymore. So it's almost like you go from having someone you could bounce stuff off to or, you know, kind of have that person say, hey, it's all good. And then now you're kind of just flying solo. And uh, and it definitely makes you realize that, you know, life is too short to get hung up on the nonsense that that just the, the, the minutiae background noise that in the big scheme of things just isn't really that important. Um, you guys kind of touched on it earlier. You know, we could kind of talk about it a little bit again as we start to wrap this up. If there's one thing people need to know about your firm that says this is why we want to come to you, you know, what would you say that is? I would say it's really just the personal touch that we give our cases. So um, I think talking to people like they are real people and getting realistic expectations from the start and not just making promises to get another client or making people feel like their case maybe isn't as important or as lucrative as the next case. Um, and that then equates to them getting less callbacks or less an questions answered. Um, I think that is what sets us apart is that we have really made it a point to take the time to walk people through what is the worst time in their 
lives, even if it's not the headline cases that, that you see on the day to day. It's making people feel important and valued. And that's how I think we can set ourselves apart. And that's what you should look for when you're looking for an attorney. Yeah, I think that is, you know, you guys touched on it earlier. That's a big thing. People go in, they're having this trauma of some sort, whether it's a divorce or someone passing away or a family issue or an actual true accident where they're hurt and they're dealing with physical therapy and all the stuff that comes from that. Um, And there's other things that ripply affect their lives from that. Having someone that you can go to as a trusted confidant who's going to be the person who has your back. I mean, that is a huge differentiator to make you feel comfortable and like you're like we got your back no matter what to figure out with it or to be completely honest with you up front and not string you along. I mean, there, there is a whole faction of that that goes on. So that is definitely a value add for someone that's coming in. I, I can appreciate that. Um, I guess the million dollar question is, you know, what is the best way to get a hold of you guys? Is it website, phone number, text message, carrier pigeon? If I need to get a hold of your firm, I just had an accident. What do I do? I mean, most people want to talk to a human. They don't want to talk to an answering service. They don't want to talk to an automated answering machine. So the best way would be to just give us a call at the office. We've got a team of people that are right there uh, that can take your call right away uh, and get you set up with whoever it is that you need to talk to. So that's 813-225-2695. Our website is mytampafirm.com. Uh, we're on all the social media platforms, uh, so we're we're pretty, you know, everywhere. Uh, but I mean, get on the phone. We're, we're you know, I I hate answering services. Uh, I hate a little impersonal. What's that? It's a little impersonal. Yeah, well, it's impersonal, and it's just like okay, this you know, now you're going to send me to somebody else. It's going to send me to somebody else, and right. So we try to make sure there's a living, breathing human person on the other end of the no no chat. So wait a minute, Josh. You're saying when I call, it's not going to say if you've been in a car accident, press one. It's not going to say if your family, if your grandmother passed away, you need to set up a will. Press two. There's none of that. None of that. Perfect. Perfect. Guys, thank you so much for being on. I know how valuable your time is. Uh, if you're out there and you're looking for an attorney and you're in the Tampa area in town, near Armature Works, downtown South Tampa, contact 813-225-2695. Basiglio, Sheridan, and Shobe. Marie, Josh, thank you so much for being on the Good Neighbor Podcast. You guys have a great day. Thank you for having thank us. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Good Neighbor Podcast Passcode. To nominate your favorite local businesses to be featured on the show, go to GNP. Pasco.com. That's GNPPasco.com or call 813-922-3610.